edition of Late Night Like a Nightmare Reviews. I am your co-host, Kyle Martin. I'm old and rough, and it's fucking cold it here. It is cold today. <sighs> it is it's negative five outside? Negative four. Negative four. Oh, man, there's Fahrenheit. been this uh, Arctic blast that has just come in, and it was, it's was. it been it's been a cold one all day today. Yeah, it's been really cold. A lot of things were closed today. Were they? Blink Park was closed. Santa couldn't teach your class today. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, didn't, I just didn't try to venture outside at all. But we did. But we did. We spent outside. most of the day outside, actually. <laughs> most um, of the day as if we were outside for hours on end. I know. Oh, my like, gosh. Well, today was actually pretty packed full. We did a lot today. We did. Um, we went and saw a free solo hey. at AMC, which was really cool. Hopefully, yeah. uh, we're going to do a podcast review of that in the future um with our our guest our buddy matt and came matt. along um yeah he couldn't he couldn't record tonight so yeah we'll have to record definitely so i, I hope we should we should wait until it's like out on um streaming so that we can oh that too well yeah so we can watch it back yeah, yeah you yeah. know um but if we could go see our rango that'd be dope um but uh yeah we went and saw that and then we went back to your place got some gear took a, a business phone call and then we recorded a uh, we're starting to get more into uh, ads. Yeah, we're making for... some ads for these little little things. Yeah, so so for these little podcasts here, we're starting to do some like fun, quirky ads for them. And we did one for free solo, which was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then we did one for Halloween, which just dropped today. Right? Did it drop today? I think so. I meant to just check I think it. Halloween dropped. Uh, the yeah. Halloween 2018 dropped today. So and we did a little fun little skit that uh, I came up with. Oh, that was really, I can't wait for everyone to see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty debauchatory. Um, but yeah, that was, it was, uh, yeah, Halloween came out today. Yeah, right so yeah, Today we're recording on, uh, what's it, January 30th? January 30th, 2019. Yeah. Uh, coldest day so far of the year. Yeah. Um, we are drinking uh, two roads, Persian Lime Goze. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty, uh, either the... Bartender said that they put a shot of tequila in there, or to put a shot of tequila in it. Um, I'm not pretty sure. It's only 4.5%, so I doubt that there's a shot of tequila in there. Yeah. Um, but uh, I usually don't drink sours, but here we are. I'm starting to get into hey. it more. I uh, drank a Victory Sour Monkey not too long ago, and I quite enjoyed it. I had the um, Hot Farm Margo. It was a sour blonde ale. And the can was a design of uh, Wes, Wes Anderson's uh, oh, yeah. Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. Uh, and I like that one, too. So, uh, cheers. Yeah, it's pretty good. Ah, gotta love the dead air. Ooh, that is sour. That is very sour, dude. Yeah. All the way down. All the way Whoa. down. Very taste of lime in there. Um, it's actually pretty good. I like that. Um, yeah, so we, we had a very full full day. We did. Uh, it was nice. It was uh, so. How how's your week been so far since the last time that we recorded, Alden? Well, it's it's my first official week freelancing. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, been it's been interesting. Been a hustle. Been a grind. I'm gonna say I hate to to say those two words. Uh, it's definitely been what it's what it's been. I've been yeah. We've been uh, doing some outreach, trying to trying to uh, hunt down some leads, and then I've been reconnecting with with old uh, friends and and coworkers. And, you know, figuring out how how am I gonna make money now? Yeah, how's that rent gonna get paid now? Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been 
it's been uh, it's been a week, and it's only been three days so far. <laughs> it's been a week. It's, yep. been, it's been a week inside of three days. Right. Nice. But I mean, it's been great. I just uh, I'm getting yeah. more sleep than I ever did. And yeah, that's fucking awesome. Spending time with my girlfriend and our dog, and and uh, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm just like being. I have time to be a better friend to everybody now. Yeah. Like, I don't know, before I just, like, felt like all my time was always sucked up by work and, and yeah. other work. But, I don't know. I feel like I'm turning over a new leaf now. <laughs> You're a whole new person now. A new person. N- new year. <laughs> new year, new me. Yeah, exactly. You're the one Only, living the life there. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm starting 29 days later than everybody else. Is. Hey, you know, it's a start, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's still January. January still counts. Right, right. Barely. <laughs> Um, but, that's awesome though. How you been? I've been, I've been, I've been okay. Um, just working. Uh, the past, uh, two days I did, uh, open to close. Yeah. And, uh, so I go in at two o'clock and then I get out around 10 o'clock. So just eight hours and it's been really, really slow. Like this, uh, this first, uh, three months here are like slow season. Yeah. So like and, and like no one wants to go out in the cold, you know. I was so say, it'd probably be really hard to get people to the to yeah the, the place right now. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah, it's just it's been really slow and really just tedious and stuff. So I'm finding stuff to do around the the bar and like cleaning everything and stuff just to keep you know sane. Yeah. So yeah, those these past two days have been really long, and so I'm glad that today was my. I but then I get three days off in a row, yeah, which is like nice. really nice, you know, and I can like catch up on work and stuff like right. that. So it's 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 I'd rather have those two days of just open to close and then have the three days off. Yeah. And then Saturdays I only work from like eleven until seven o'clock. Okay. So like I've worked the more like the day shift basically. Yeah. And so that's nice. So I don't have to be there till like two AM. Yeah. You know, or like three AM yeah, yeah, yeah. some nights. So I'm happy about that. And then Sunday I just I close um usually You're working the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm working the Super Bowl. You um, think that'll be a big night for you guys? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's been pretty dead, and I doubt that... I mean, we might get a crowd. We'll probably get a decent amount of regulars will come in. Okay. But I'm not uh, expecting anything crazy, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I'll, I'm sure we'll make good money, but I'm I'm not expecting anything, like, completely. Ins- I'm not expecting to be there late, you know? Right. Um, but, yeah, it's been nice. Um, just enjoying my days off, really. Yeah. Um, trying to get, uh, I've had like this idea for this one script that I've been like, I actually started writing it last year. I got like 20 pages into it last year, like back in April. Okay. And then I stopped cause then I just didn't know where the story was going to go. And then I started thinking about it more and more actually just like last month. And I think I figured, I think I cracked it. So I've just been like mulling it like over in my head. And everything, so I'm like, I think it's a, I think it's time to go back and start writing okay. some more. So tomorrow in the morning, I'm gonna go to like uh, one of these coffee shops down here, and I'm just gonna start writing and try to bang out a couple pages of nice. it. Yeah, I'm trying to do that more. Yeah, because <laughs> like I don't like I like I can't really write in here. Yeah, like I can't like it, it's there's too much distraction in yeah, like yeah, writing yeah. in your house or in like your apartment. Yeah. 
and also I like I feel like I can't write violence like in the place <laughs> that I sleep. Okay. You know, it's like it's just it's this weird like blockage that I have in my mind. You know. But okay. if I go to like a like a coffee shop or something like that, somewhere where I don't really know anything, like I can yeah. get more into it like that, and there's less distractions and stuff like okay. that. So I'm trying to, even though that is a really cliche thing of like screenwriters going to a coffee uh, shop I and mean, writing, but like uh, I'm, I haven't really done it before, so I want to kind of give it a shot. Yeah, you know, and be that that asshole. No, I mean I've worked at my fair amount of coffee shops, and there is definitely something that like once you get in a groove, it's really easy to just keep going and going and going. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. So I'm excited to do that. I'll yeah. probably do that in the morning tomorrow. Nice. And then I don't really know what else I'm going to do tomorrow. Well, I have to do laundry at some point because my bag is pretty full. So I'm yeah. probably going to do laundry in the do basement. Laundry too. Yeah. And so I'll do that. And then then I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> then it's all up in the air at yeah, that yeah. point. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So I'm just trying to relax and everything. And then uh, the thing that we've been doing, uh, we had a pretty good day today of it so yeah, far. Yeah, we'll still keep it on the down low. Until no, definitely, yeah. Is, but today was a good day, though. Yeah, it was we're like making a, progress. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a good day. Um, yeah. Um, and your, your parents were here this weekend. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. My parents came back for this weekend for Pirate Fest. And what um, is Pirate Fest? Pirate Fest is uh, for the, like, season ticket holders. Well, today, well, this year, actually, like, anyone could go in because it was oh. free. It was free to get in, but you had to pay for, like, the autograph sessions. Uh, uh, so, basically, at PNC Park, they have, like, a fan... It's basically, like, a fan appreciation thing. Yeah. You go in there, there are uh, players, past and present, that you can get autographs from. Wow. Um, there's, like, games for, like, kids and, like, batting cages and stuff like that. Um, okay. I used to... We, I mean, I used to go when I was a kid. They had it at the convention center here in Pittsburgh. Okay. And I remember it being, like, so packed and everything, and it was crazy busy. I remember these guys, because then they'd have, like, different vendors and everything. Yeah. And I remember this one guy had, like, all these, like, old autographs from, like, it wasn't just even baseball players. It was, like, actors and, like, celebrities and stuff like that. Um, And then there was, like, baseball cards, you know, people selling baseball cards and stuff. and. It was just really interesting. Uh, I, I li- that's just one of those things I remember from my childhood, just walking around that convention center. Okay. Then there was a there was uh, when I was a kid, they used to have pierogi eating contests. Really? There, yeah. And I was I got picked the one year to yeah. do it. I didn't I didn't win. Yeah. Because I was a yeah, fucking yeah. little kid, you know. I was just like, this is delicious. Um, yeah. But uh, there's a video of that somewhere. My oh, dad. Well, there's a there's a video of uh, the pierogi eating contest somewhere in uh, in Kathy and Chuck Martin's house. Um, but yeah, yeah, so they, they were up here for that, and they went, and my mom had a good time, it was just, and it was good seeing my parents and everything, and yeah. then, um, yeah, I, uh, so, like, I'm, like, up in the air of whether I'm gonna stay here in Pittsburgh or not, um. Yeah, both of us are. <laughs> yeah, and so, but, like, I asked, I asked my parents, I was like, hey, um, because I, I, I mean, like, I feel bad about, like, if, moving back there. Yeah. With them. I feel, I feel bad about it. You know, because sure. it's just like, yeah, you know, I, I came up here and everything and like, I love, I like, you know, I loved the year that I had here, but I'm just like, also like, I think that I don't really want to keep, to do this another year. I think yeah. there's something like, I, I've discussed this before on the podcast, I think, where I'm just like. You gotta do something more with your life. Yeah. Not yeah. Just, not just bartend and, yeah. and pay for, pay rent, you right. know? Right. Um, and so. I've been I've been thinking about moving back down there and everything and that, but I hadn't discussed it with my parents at all. And yeah. I was waiting for them to be up there to tell them, 
yeah. know, and ask them about it. And like I said before, like me and my parents are really close and everything. Um, it's very interesting um, because I would say me and my mom, uh, I'm definitely my mother's son. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I take after my mom a lot. Yeah. Um, and it, your mom was, she was a stay-at-home mom, right? For the most part, yes. Um, yeah. It wasn't until we moved to Lancaster when she got a job. Well, no, no, no. She was she worked for um, this uh, bird uh, like cleaning or care like uh, company when okay. we lived in Fairfield, um, and so she would go to basically retirement homes retirement homes and clean the bird cages and like take yeah. care of the birds and everything. Yeah. So she did that, but that was like a part time job. Yeah. You know that, that she worked that like I think maybe like three days out of the week. Yeah. You know? I, I was just saying, like, your mom's always been around a lot more. Yeah, my, yeah, my mom, while my dad worked basically a, from 7 a.m. until, and he would come home at, like, 8 o'clock at night, those yeah. nights, you know, I barely saw my dad, like, it's weird thinking back on my childhood, and, like, I barely saw my dad yeah. at all, except for, like, weekends and stuff like that, but even on weekends, he was either working or uh, doing online classes, huh. so I barely remember my dad growing up. It yeah. wasn't until, like, now, like later, that me and my dad really started to hang out a lot more. Yeah. Um, but but like growing up, like my, I would say I really take after my mom a lot. Yeah. Um, I even like look like my mom. Too. Like we have the same smile and like the same laugh too. But actually, when you look at pictures, when I was really young, like when I was a kid, and if you put a picture of me and then a picture of my dad when he was the same age, yeah. you couldn't tell the difference. Oh, yeah, definitely. And so it was really weird. Um, but, um, so I didn't know, like, how they were going to react in, or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but we're really close, and, like, my parents just love, like, having me around. Like, even when I went down for, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas, it was just, like, it was, like, very, it was very nice. And it was just, like, it, it, it felt, you know, it just... Felt like a, no time had passed at all since, like, I'd lived there, you know? Yeah. And so, um, I asked them, like, we were, it was on the, it was on Saturday night, it was the last night, and I was just like, hey, like, uh, because my parents were also talking about me getting a house and everything, and, because I've been, uh, I have a savings account for a house, and that okay. I've been putting money into, and, uh, we were talking about that, and my dad mentioned, he was like, um, it was funny because we were, we were hanging out and my dad said, Kyle, I have a proposition for you. And I was like, what? And then my mom chimed in. She was like, he misses you. He wants you to come home. And, so, and he was like, no, no, no. You know, and he was just like, um, what if like we bought a house for you and then you paid rent to own for it? Yeah. Um, and I was, and like, I wasn't expecting at all and yeah. like it, i was just like oh that's yeah i'd be really i'd be interested in that um because my dad wants to my dad they they bought my sister a house in okay. lancaster um because she has a kid and everything and, and you know blah blah, blah. Yeah. they just wanted the, the kid to have a fucking <laughs> a nice home because yeah, my yeah, sister yeah. was hopping from like different places and they were like this is no way for this kid to live we just right. need a house for the where we know the baby is safe yeah so they bought my sister a house, and she pays rent to them. Okay. You know, rent to own. She pays yeah, yeah. them. Yeah. And so um, they mentioned that to me, and then because they want another property that they can write all their taxes <laughs> on. <laughs> and so, um, I, I, and when they mentioned that, I felt a lot more comfortable about asking them. Yeah. Um, 
because uh, I mean I'm saving money, but it's not a lot of money. You know, sure, it's sure. it's very little money that I'm putting aside. You know, every every month. Um, and uh, so I asked them like, hey, like what if I move back down because my lease is up in May? I was like, what if I move back down in May and everything? And my dad. He's got like this shit eating, shit eating grin on his face, and it was funny because he was like eating at the same time, yeah. so he couldn't say anything. But he like reached, he like went to go high five me, and like it was just like I wasn't expecting my dad to react that way. Basically, yeah. I was expecting my dad to be more just like, oh, you need to you know live on your own, you need to save up your money, you know, blah blah yeah, blah blah. Yeah. And it's just it's so funny. And my mom was just like, I don't care, I'm like whatever, you know. Yeah. It's just funny because like when I was growing up, my dad was pretty was very much a hard ass. Yeah, you know, very very stern and very just like got tough it out, you know, and it, it, it it's it's just so weird and funny to see how much he has changed yeah. since then, and to see how more like open and like loving he has gotten uh, since since I was a kid. Yeah, and I, I'm it, it it's 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 nice, and it's re- and like I've really bonded with my dad uh, very much in like recent years. Um, and it wasn't really anything that I was expecting, but it's, it's really nice. Um, yeah. And that was just a really sweet moment between, that we all had there. Definitely. And so I'm more than likely going to move back down there. That's okay. not meaning the end of this podcast because we're going to continue this yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, this thing is, this thing can be tele, teleworked anywhere in yeah, the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, which would be really cool if we were like in a different country and recording yeah. this stuff too at the same time. You're um, you're up at like midnight up up at like noon. Or yeah, something. that'd be fucking dope. But yeah, and um, um, yeah, it's just it's something different that I need to do, and and also, um, I'm probably gonna take the money that I earn in like April from like Beerhead and just go travel somewhere. Like I'll move yeah. all my stuff down in May and then just yeah, like yeah. go buy a plane ticket somewhere and go travel for like a month. Um, nice. Yeah, and, or just take my car out west and just yeah. drive around. Yeah, um, that'd be sick too. Yeah, either way, something's gonna happen this summer that I'm just gonna go off for yeah. a while because it just needs to happen. Um, but yeah, that was it. Was just really it was just a really nice having him up there and then us having that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't know, it's it's. It's weird, because it's just like, oh, I'm 25, like, I should, like, have my own place, or I shouldn't be living with my, you know, parents or anything like that, you know? But it's also, it's also my parents, uh, with them being like that, I'm also just like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I get along with my parents so well, and, like, right. I don't give a shit what anyone else thinks. <laughs> like, yeah. like I, I don't care. Like, I mean, I don't have a wife or a girlfriend or anything like that, so, and I'm not looking for one, so it's just, I don't care. Yeah, know? I mean, it's not worth spending your time on worrying about what other people think yeah exactly and as long as you are happy with with the things that you're doing and the the progress that you're making with your life then what does it matter yeah no definitely um yeah so it's it's nice it's been nice living up here for a year i've gotten to hang out with you more and we gotten to like do this stuff and like collaborate on more stuff and everything like that but um again it was like coming into this year like feeling very um, directionless. Yeah, I can and, agree with that. Yeah, and so I was just like, I think moving would just, is that nice bit of change. Yeah. That need to just push yourself forward sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I don't know, and we'll see, we'll see what happens. You know, we'll see what happens. I mean, like, look, like, the thing that we're doing could take off. Yeah. And, like, 
But the thing that we're doing, like, I can I can do that from North Carolina. Right. Yeah, even that we don't have to be in the same place for. Yeah, exactly. Um, just We just have to meet up in the middle somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, or wherever that we're going to do it. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I've, um, I think with this thing that we've been working on and with that, it it's just so got me. It, yeah, <laughs> right? It just, it got me... It got me out of that funk that I was in yeah. for like a month there. Yeah. And uh, it, it's it's something to look forward to, right. basically, you know, and it's it's not getting stuck in the same spot because I I can I can get very I think like anyone I think anyone we all suffer from we can suffer from depression, you know, some yeah. more severe than others. Sure. Yeah. I think, but we all know the feeling of depression yeah. you know we all come across it at one point in our lives no one can just you know not be in it which is interesting because in free solo you are the i'm not going to talk about the whole movie but yeah, there's yeah. one specific scene in there in the character of alex holland um honald honald i'm sorry um he he seems like this very mathematical person who's just like who doesn't really have that he doesn't get emotional yeah he's just unaffected by emotion yeah and there's a scene in there where he goes for an MRI and he's filling out this like questionnaire and he comes across and he's kind of like making fun of it, you know, along yeah. the way. And then he comes like one across one question where it's just like, are you depressed? And he just like pauses yeah. and you can see him mulling it over in his head. And it's such a fascinating moment. Yeah. And he doesn't, and he, he doesn't literally like, he stops making fun of it at that point. Right. And you can kind of see that like, yeah, even he gets depressed. Right. You know? He just deals with it in a different way, right? You know, and it was it was such a it was such a great like how you said how you it's a very it's a moment that goes overlooked yeah in the big picture of the movie right but it's very much like a a, a kind of standout gem yeah I, th- I think there. you can look at that that scene and be like oh so this is this is his thing yeah but he doesn't want to he whether he knows it or whether he just doesn't want to talk about it. That's up to interpretation, but, mm-hmm. like, he's he's coping with his own problems by climbing. Yeah. No, definitely. And I think and that we all deal with it differently, yeah. you know? Um, but we, like, have to realize that it's there. I think I went into... I was depressed, but I didn't tell myself that I was depressed. Yeah. I just kept, like... I'm pretty good at putting on a face, you know? Sure. Like, I I think, like, it, I don't let it come out, you know, and, like, and people be like, something's wrong with him. Unless, like, something, like, you know, that I can't keep back yeah, in yeah. there anymore. But I'm pretty good at masking it. Um, but, but, yeah, and, but I think with all that stuff that has been happening recently, it was just a nice, it was a pick-me-up, you know, and it's been, like, I've been dealing with it by like kind of just diving head first into um some stuff that we've been doing and everything and it kind of just it it was a nice distraction it got me out of there um a lot easier than i thought it was going to be Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. it's it's been an interesting month (laughs) oh yeah i mean it's definitely it's crazy to think at the beginning of this month i have had a full-time job yeah you know and just how much things have changed in in less than 30 days is, is kind of insane. Oh, no, yeah, it's, it's nuts. It's, I mean, like, look, like, I, I love where I work. I, I, I love, 
uh, the bar. Yeah. And I love the people there, too. But it's just like, I go there and I'm just, I see everyone's like, you know, enthusiasm and excitement about the bar and everything. I'm yeah. just like, it, I'm, I'm not there, you know? It's just like, I, 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 like, I pre- like, I appreciate everyone's enthusiasm about it and like, like my co-managers and yeah. everything like that. But I'm also just like, I can't be doing this for like another year. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, <clears throat> I, I just, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. I mean, you know? you've always been an ambitious person and like, yeah, uh, I don't know. You and I, I think are similar in, in the fact that like, we're not going to like settle for something we don't want. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, like, you're you're definitely good at at enjoying the the place that you are in, which I could use I could I could use some uh, learning from you, in that sense. But um, like, there's you you always have a lot of ambition. And I think for you to just ignore that and, and just keep slinging beers would would do yourself a disservice. Yeah, and I think I I came I, I had a moment uh, like the past couple months there where. I felt like I had all this promise growing up. Like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people looked at me and were just like, he's going to be something Yeah. one day. And he's got, he's like, there was a lot of like this expectation put on me. And then yeah. I kind of just rejected that. And I went to like go slinging beers and stuff. And I felt like I let people down. And so I think that added that dug me deeper into the depression hole. Yeah. And I felt like I wasn't living out my, like, true potential. Yeah. I think you, you within that, though, you got to, like, look at yourself and what you want. Because, like, mm-hmm. just to just to meet other people's expectations to to do them a service yeah. doesn't and help you at all. I, I, and, like, it's also just, like, I, I kind of... Was also just like, do I, do I, am I doing stuff because I'm trying to impress other people? Or right. am I doing it to like fulfill myself? Right. You know, and, and it's just, you, when you start getting in that back and forth inside of your head, it's a hard battle to yeah. come out of, yeah. you know, and that's what leads to being an asshole at <laughs> fucking game night and, <laughs> and ruining the whole fucking night for everyone. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't ruin it. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's it's just uh, we all go through it, and we all have these questions that we ask ourselves. And it's just I think that, that some people are it's easier for some people to come out of than others, you know. And yeah, um, where they just fill the void with other things. Yeah, exactly. And like I mean, like I can fill the void with like how I get my emotions out is through writing or through filmmaking and stuff yeah. like that. And um, but I think also doing stuff that we've been working on has found, like, thinking about doing that stuff and working on it and getting ideas for it really just sparked inside myself and, like, sparked this creativity and, like, got, and it was an outlet that I didn't know that was going to help me in that way, you know? Yeah. And it's it's just something that... I didn't see myself doing, but now I could see myself doing, you know? Right. And it's just, it's, it's exciting. Definitely. I'm sorry for being cryptic people, but like, it's still very early on in the yeah, stages yeah, here. And so I'm not trying to blow my, hand. yeah, I'm trying not to blow my load about it, but it just, 
just know that I'm doing better <laughs> because of it, you know? Man, you can almost fill it, fit an ad in those silence moments. I know. <laughs> the, the, chug, the, the chugs. Um, but yeah, uh, how, how do you deal with depression? Um, let's get on the depression train here. <laughs> We're already on it. How do you deal with it, Alden? Um, well, I don't, like, it, it's, it's a weird topic for me because I don't, I don't, I don't know if I would ever say I, I'm, like, depressed the way that, uh, that you're talking about it. Mm-hmm. But more like they're also oh, you're talking you're we're talking about something from two guys that really don't really talk that emotionally <laughs> about stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I mean, it's hard for me to open up emotionally. I feel like yeah, um, I've never really had very emotional conversations with people. Mm-hmm. I think two two people I've had emotional conversations with Kenny and you. Yeah. That's real. That's it. That's right. the only time I've ever gotten like emotional when talking to people. Yeah. And it's just, I think it's just the way I grew up. And it's just like, yeah. um, you know, I grew up in a, like my dad growing up was just kind of like suck it up, you know, and just, just deal with it. You yeah. deal with it on your own. And that's cause that's all you can depend on. I remember in high school, I, I was going through like a depression and I asked my dad and I was like, dad, I think I need to see a therapist. And my dad just went, Kyle, therapists are for people with real problems. <laughs> He's like, get over it. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Yeah. So, like, it, I mean, like, that's, it's good advice, but it's also terrible advice, too. Yeah, you know, like, I mean, some people need a therapist to, right, like, work out right, their right, shit right. unless they end up killing themselves, you know? And, like, I think I could, I could definitely benefit from opening up more, but also yeah. it's just, it's just something that I just don't really... I just don't really do. I think also that's really a kind of reason why my uh, relationships don't really uh, last that much too. Because I'm only, I think I'm only uh, able to go so far with somebody emotionally. Yeah, you don't let them in. No, no, I don't think I've ever let really anyone in. Yeah. Um, I think Michaela probably came the closest mm. to like getting that close, but yeah. even then there was still like a wall up. You know, there I, I dated this girl for. Um, couple months there it was like back in 2014 that long ago yeah and Jeez. i never even we we dated for about like <clears throat> from i want to say like november until like april hmm. and she was like so i'm your girlfriend right and like and i'm just like no no <laughs> no no and like there was nothing wrong with her whatsoever and she yeah. was like she was really into me and like everything and like um she really cared about me and was very loving and very sweet, but I was just such an asshole, <laughs> and I was just like, I, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, like, it sucks, but I did use her, you know, I was just, she was just there, and it was just someone that was there yeah. for me, and, like, I could, you know, talk to her, and she was really easy to talk to and great to be around and everything, but it, I never saw it going forward that far. Yeah. Because, and also the place that I was in too, like, I was like, I don't really want to be with anyone, with anyone right now, you yeah, know, yeah. and then, uh, yeah, and then, but I'm only, but she was also just like, you're just so not there, like, not there emotionally, like, at all, she, I wasn't giving her enough that, she was giving me, like, all this love and, like, giving all of her emotions and I wasn't giving her anything. Yeah. I broke up with her and she came over, because I broke up with, with her through text. 
which was such a douche move mm-hmm. after not talking to her for like a week. It was so bad, dude. The, yeah. This was the douchiest I've ever been. Okay. And like, uh, I went to Kerwin's old band. I went to his show and I posted it on Instagram and she sent me a text that night being like, what the fuck? You know? And I was just like, uh, I'm sorry, but this ain't gonna work out, blah, 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 you know, make it up all this bullshit, yeah. whatever, and she's just like, you owe me, like, the, uh, something in person, you know? And so she came over the one night, and she, yeah. I just, it was so fucking bad, dude. We just laid in my bed, and she just cried, like, the entire night, and then I started falling asleep. Oh, <laughs> started falling asleep, and, like, I woke up to her, like, trying to, like, kiss me, and I'm just like, no... No, this isn't gonna work out. Yeah, it's not gonna work out at all. I'm like, I'm sorry, and I had to like walk her outside, and she's like crying the entire way. Yeah, I literally like kind of push her out the door, and I'm just like, good night, Courtney. <laughs> just close the door. Her name's not Courtney. Yeah, her name's Courtney. Oh, not Michaela. Were you thinking of Michaela? Yeah, I thought you were talking about Michaela. No, 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 not Michaela. No, this was Courtney. I never, about Courtney. I never told you about Courtney. Okay, thing. It was it, the Courtney was right. Courtney. So I broke up with Cordy, and then I started uh, having a fling with this girl that I hooked up with in my senior year of high school. She was 24, and I was 18 Jeez. when I hooked up with dude. It was fucking baller. She was my friend, my friend Jake. It was her older sister's roommate, and we okay. would go over to their apartment and drink like every weekend. Okay, and like I would just bang Justine because she had just broken up with her boyfriend of like years. Yeah, and then we would bang, and it was it was the fucking greatest time. And like I was King Cobra. But then we reconnected, and we started hooking up, and then she was like, oh, I'm going to the Dominican Republic, and I was like, cool, like, whatever. <laughs> and then she went to the Dominican Republic, and then she came back, and I was like, hey, want to, like, you know, meet up again? She's like, no, no, I can't, or whatever. And then the guy, she met a guy down there yeah. that lived in the Dominican, and they ended up getting married, like, a couple years later, and wow. now they just had a kid back That's in wild. December. So it's like, she's the first person that I ever, like, dated-ish that has, like, had a kid, and it's really yeah. fucking weird. Oh, yeah. And then, but then I met Michaela right after that. And right. then Michaela really kind of took up, like, three years there. Okay. Where it was just kind of, like, on and off. Yeah. Like, we would, we date, and then we would break up, and then right. we'd, like, right. hook up again, and then we would, like, kind of date for a couple months there, and then it would just, one of us would break up with the yeah. other one, and that went on for just three years. Yeah. Yeah. That was bad. Wow. But, yeah. But, the, the yeah, story of that is just emotionally unavailable for because i can't open up but again how do you how do you deal with people don't want to hear about my love well, life. so <laughs> I, I i've always tried to be like a serial optimist you know yeah i, I yeah you point, yeah you definitely have I, I like to view the world as there's there's always something that is going right or things could always be worse mm-hmm. um and and that, i think that it, it so far led me to to lead a pretty good life no, definitely. um the thing that I get most down about is it's just like, um, not not doing as much as I wanted myself to do, or not not achieving as many accomplishments, or or meeting my goals, or um, you know, it, it can be it can be stuff from like I said two years ago I was gonna stop biting my fingernails, and I still bite my fingernails. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what, what the fuck is wrong with me? Um, <laughs> That's everyone, though. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, just like, I don't know. I, I get really down on myself if I'm like, um, I, I go through spurts of where like I'll sign on to do projects. I'm, I get really excited about them, and then I start doing them, and then I hate them. Mm-hmm. And uh, all my films. 
No, no, they're they're mostly work projects that I'll like sign on because there's a nice paycheck or an interesting thing, and then the deadline ends up being too quick or or I don't budget my time appropriately or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, but but yeah, all in all, like the only times I've like gotten really sad or 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 like thought I was gonna like lose friends or shit there's always like a group of friends my my original high school friends from back home Mm -hmm. they've always been like there no matter what um but and and then just in being a serial optimist I'm always like well fuck if if all these people hate me I'll just go to another country and and start a new life and it'll be great (laughs) Jesus Christ (laughs) right I was literally so the movie. If you didn't read the title, we're, we're reviewing Castaway. Yeah. And I was like, what if he had washed up on another on an island inhabited by people? <laughs> just, I, I'm like, ah, fuck! I would have like faked my death and just started a new life. <laughs> started a new life. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's I don't know. I just like I I just have I have faith in in myself and the people around me that like things are always gonna work out and. Like yeah, there's always always gonna be shit that goes wrong, and, and times are gonna be hard. But mm-hmm. like if we stick together and and work through it, then everything is gonna turn out better. And yeah, I think I think I'm one of the lucky few that doesn't really have any of those weird. I mean, not, like so, not I don't even have like mild depression. Yeah. Really. So I'm I'm pretty pretty lucky mm-hmm. as far as that dice roll goes. But That's good. there are definitely times that when I'm like pissed at myself or like yeah, you can get down on yourself. Yeah, but I, it's I not get, like I get down on myself a lot. Yeah, but but it's not like a hole of depression no, where no. you're just like fuck everything, like I fucked up, like I'm such a piece of shit, like you know, like yeah, no, uh, I just yeah, I, I don't my my brain doesn't really work that way. I definitely get down on myself a lot, but I don't let that keep me down. Yeah, I, I try to find something and, and get out of there. But also, in in that same vein, a lot of those solutions of getting out of places have led me to things that are even less enjoyable. Like, mm-hmm. like a lot of the, um, most, pretty much all of the part or full-time jobs I've ever had have not really been enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. But they were all, like, solutions to a problem at, at the point in time. Yeah. Well, it's funny, because, like, what, like, um, like, a year ago when you were freelancing, like, full-time, and then that dry spell happened, and you, like, were in, like, a rut, and then Fit came along, and it kind of, like, you know, pulled you out of there. It did. And it was a solution to a problem that you had. Right. But then, I think, over time, it just became... It became... Another problem. Yeah, it just... I don't need to get into that, but... Just stuff didn't go quite the way it was... uh, explained or, or promised that it would yeah. and, and just the workplace became a uh, a bit of a hostile environment yeah and your goals changed too that, you know, with that's, it too. that's absolutely true yeah but so I mean it's no fault on them yeah. you know they're they, they're a business and they gotta do what they gotta do to you know right. survive and what's best for their interests yeah. you know but you gotta do what's best for your yeah. interests too you know and I, I mean like it's def- it was definitely a good thing for me cause like yeah you like I'm I'm sort of back to square one of where it was last year mm-hmm. but with an incredible an incredibly larger 
depth of knowledge about the field that I want to that I want to succeed yeah. in. And like, had I had I just stuck it out through the dry spell last year and grinded and and you know made ends meet, I like I just would have gotten into a shithole of work of other work yeah right and i wouldn't i wouldn't be any happier than i am right now Mm -hmm. but i would not have the knowledge i have right now yeah i think you gained a very vast amount of knowledge from working at that company and um it's only benefited you yeah what you want to do now right and and luckily like like the 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 people that my bosses and stuff they they aren't really at fault for for why things went downhill it was just Mm -hmm. like uh what my hopes of the, for the company were, were didn't match up with the overall. It's just a change in ideology, right? You know, and just like what 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 those, and it not necessarily you know, fault onto anyone. Like no one was like, this is what it's a hundred percent definitely gonna be. You know, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. kind of like it, it just changed this, over time be, naturally yeah, right. you know and it's just it's like it could be this or it could be something else right. you know and like it's it's no one's fault or anything right. like that yeah this was this was the first time i've like left a job and i i left on good terms yeah. and and like feel like i will actually you know be able to reconnect with those people down the road in yeah. in one capacity or another no definitely so like definitely it's a, it it was a good thing from that perspective but yeah, I think I think I'm I'm very glad that that the cards fell the way they did here this last month. Yeah, no doubt. I think everybody's in a better spot. So, for sure, for sure. It's just like it's it's just interesting the stuff that like I mean, we both went <clears throat> for film and like we're both filmmakers and everything and like it's it's funny how like you can do that as like a job and everything. And like I worked like on sets for like commercials and stuff like that and those experiences kind of just led me to just being like fuck this like i never want to do this because i treat it very much as like an art form yeah and it's a form of expression for me and i can't do it just for the money like i can't do just like doing like a commercial for like you know like a standard commercial and like yeah. do being like a production assistant on there and just just going through the motions and painting by numbers or anything like i have to have like it's it's just, I can't do it. Like right. I, I've tried and like it fucking sucks, you know. Yeah. And um, it re- that's what really led me just to like kind of just bartending, you know, and then putting that money aside and yeah. making my own films and everything. <clears throat> um, but like it, it, it's just it's just dis- this disconnect that I have with it. Like it, I, like I said, it's very much like an art form for me, and like I yeah. have to I have to be working out. I have to be doing my own thing. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can't be working on someone else's vision for yeah. it, you know. Yeah, that's that's basically how uh, my full time jobs have gone. Is I I don't have full I don't have both hands on the steering wheel, so mm-hmm. things aren't really going the way that I want them to. And I'm like, ah, well, I could do this on my own. Yeah, and I can, uh, and you're taking the tools that you learned from this past year and yeah. only just gonna make it you know ten times better than right. what it, it would have been if you didn't uh, work there yeah um yeah it's only only good things yeah happening it's gonna be a wild year it's gonna be a weird year definitely 2019 is gonna be fucking weird yeah we're gonna start getting into people are gonna start putting their hands in the political race here it's gonna be interesting time yeah, we're gonna start debates and everything it's gonna be a great interesting year 
people. Oh, Go travel man. now before the world fucking ends, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is a good transition into Castaway. Well, first we'll have a quick word from our sponsor. And we're back. Hey, Kyle, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Two Roads, Road to Ruin, Double IPA. Classic, classic beer. And I'm drinking uh, somebody's Festivus beer. Full Pints Festivus. Cheers. Hey. Hey. So the movie that we watched today was Robert Zemeckis' Castaway. Yeah. Well said! Well said! I'm sorry! I'm sorry! <laughs> Dude, I fucking cry during that scene. It's I, emotional as fuck. <laughs> I had never seen this movie, and uh, the only thing I knew about it was Wilson. Well, yeah, that's that was such a huge pop culture thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened. Like, even if you didn't see the movie, you knew what like Wilson was. Right. You know, you knew it was the volleyball. Um. So, so directed by Robert Zemeckis. You hit play. Oh yeah. Here we're gonna hit play in three, two, 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 <laughs> two, one. Play. Boom. We're watching the uh, two disc special edition DVD. Uh, my parents got this back when, like, the movie, like, came out. Like, so DVDs were, like, all the rage back in, like, 2000. Back when it took, like, three years for a, a movie to go onto DVD. <laughs> Fucking hey, yeah, dude. Um, so it's actually really interesting watching this movie on DVD on, like, this big screen, flat, you know, this in high quality. And there's, like, a couple moments where you're just like, oh, man, this, <laughs> like, quality is pretty bad right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, DVDs were not meant to be shown on 55-inch tv no not at all um but uh i mean so robert zemeckis directed this in 1999 he directed the first half of the movie okay in 1999 and then waited a year or no in 1998 then waited a year so that tom hanks could slim down and grow out the beard and everything he waited a year he went and shot a whole other movie called what lies beneath in between that and then came back and filmed the last half of the movie wow yeah, that's surprising. Yeah, dude, it's fucking it. it's it was sick. Um, Bob Zemeckis, uh, man, well, like man needs no introduction here. Uh, Back to the Future, uh, started Tales of the Crypt, the, the HBO show. Uh, fucking uh, Death Becomes Her, amazing, underrated movie. Uh, after this movie, he went on for a string. He this was his last action, li- last live action movie until 2011's Flight. Huh. He made only CGI related movies. Really, in between that, so he did um, Beowulf, Polar Express, uh, A Christmas Carol starring Jim Carrey. Okay. all in between there, and then he did uh, 2011's Flight starring Denzel Washington, and then he did uh, the movie about uh, the French guy that. Walked the uh, tightrope oh, yeah. in between the two tower and the twin towers, and then he just and then he did this movie called Allied, starring Brad Pitt and Marion Cotillard. That is fucking awesome. Uh, World War Two spy movie, really fucking underrated movie. Yeah, and he just did a movie last year in 2018 called uh, Welcome to Marwin, that unfortunately oh, yeah. bombed at the did box it? office. Oh, it bombed so I hard. To see that. I wanted to see it too, but man, it hurt. It just it lost like 50 million. Yeah. Um. Start at the crossroads and we end at the crossroads in this movie. Hey. I re- the, 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 it's not very subtle <laughs> at the end there. You know? yeah, <laughs> not yeah, subtle yeah. at all. I love how this movie opens, though, uh, on this house and you get the, uh, the Dick and Bennett. Dick and, yeah. Burnett or uh, Bennett? 
then we're about to find Bettina. Bettina. And by the end of the movie, the dick is removed yeah. from it. I love that, dude. I, that I love was, that so That much. was a nice little thing. I don't get the wing, the winged angels It's there. just her art that she makes, man. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It's, it's, just, it's just something that, that allows... It, it, it pulls a through line throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just an image that, that goes through... That follows you throughout the... From the beginning to the end of the movie, basically. This shot coming up here, dude. This uh, close-up on yeah. the... Uh, FedEx box. Yeah, it's really interesting. So, which is funny because nowadays you just strap a GoPro on there and you're good right. to go. This was like a whole digital effect, you know, that probably took fucking months to achieve. You think so? Yeah, dude. I don't think that that's not just like a snorri rig or anything. I think it is. I think it's uh, like no, dude. Because how he turns it. Well, no, I, right. I think it's like on some sort of spindle that's attached to the to the lens so that it can yeah, turn around. Yeah, but it's around. a much more complicated piece of equipment. Unlike nowadays, where you just strap a GoPro on there and it's good to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like, it's so simple now. But like know. back then, it probably it's, caused such a headache to achieve. Well, yeah, but I don't think it's a special effect. I think it was definitely practical. It's definitely a special effect when it comes up here when it when the camera comes off of it. I think, dude, it, it was just some weird snowy rig that they were able to uh, detach it with. Like right there, that doesn't seem like a very natural move. Maybe right here, it's a snowy rig. But then, like, once he gets up the stairs here, like this right there. Yeah, that's no, definitely I know what you're talking effect. about. That's a special effect right there. Uh, maybe. Uh, I don't think I don't think that's a snowy rig. But here's but the But this is such, yeah, this is such great, like, she's sending the package to her husband, and yeah. then we see that he's actually cheating on her, like, in Moscow, you know? So right, it just tells right. this entire story in literally two minutes. Yeah. You know? Um... And it's great that it, it, it's a nice callback and it uh -huh. ties everything in. But I want I want to know how much FedEx paid to to be the uh... supposedly nothing. Really? Yeah, supposedly nothing. And then I think they they came on board and like because it's actually the actual president of FedEx is in the last act of this movie. Oh, okay. Here, so I don't think they like paid to be a part of it, but they did like allow them to use their logo, but they didn't pay anything to That's like be in it. Um, it's just, I love the, this whole, like, first act of this movie, of, like, kind of setting you up for an entirely different movie. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, it's just about, this, like, Tom Hanks is this, like, kind of hard-ass FedEx executive. Yeah. Like, manager. And he's, like, has this relationship with Holly Hunt that he's, like, you know, really cares about but because of his work and their schedules it just never really like kind of lines up that they yeah. can be together for a very long time and it like it completely like if you have no idea what this movie is about and you just start watching this movie once it gets on that plane and like it starts going down like the entire rug is pulled out from under you right you know and like it, it goes from like being one movie to a Robinson Caruso you know right, right, right. Like, in like half a second yeah well I was like I, I I didn't know anything about this movie, and I thought it was just going to be some, like, silly survival movie. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it literally, like, I was like, it's going to be, like, an hour and a half max. Like, how long can this dude stay on the island? And he's probably on the island for an hour and a half, and then they yeah. put half an hour on either side yeah. of, like, actual story. When he's back on land, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I think it's it's really interesting, but... Um, what did what did you think of the movie overall? It was good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like it's it's very much in that in that like 
wild tale similar to what Robinson Forrest, Crusoe. Robinson Crusoe, but also like Forrest Gump. Yes, you know, yeah, definitely, definitely. And and um, I don't know. It, it, it's like, uh, it, it makes you question. Like, uh, yeah, it's a really good story, and like, um, it's well, it's a well made movie, but like, uh, I don't know. Did this story really need to be told? Is is the thing I kept coming back to because mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just an interesting, the fact that like he's out in uh, in the middle of the Pacific Ocean for four years, over over four years. Like I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's but, such a. I think it's such a great um, examination on how your life can just completely change because of one coincidence. You know. Yeah. Like one just random act can change your entire life and change other people's lives. Because yeah. when we come to find out is that his friend that works for the company, his wife is ill with some terminal illness that we don't know about. But then he mentions to her that he can get him in contact with this doctor yeah. that can possibly like save her life. And because he's on the fucking plane and gets stuck on the island, she dies and he, the right. guy never gets the number. And so... Right. And then they should. It's a callback because then when he's on the plane, he says, "You know, you had to bury me, and then you had to bury Mary." He's like, "I'm so sorry that I couldn't be there." Yeah, and it's just it's it's something that you don't you forget about completely because of what happened. But then when it comes back up, it just it hits you so emotionally. Yeah, and I I I don't know. I I really like this movie. Um, I think it's a great. I think Tom Hanks is pretty fucking incredible in it. I think Tom Hanks is the only one that could do this role because it's just like, who are you going to be able to like, just be alone with on an island? Yeah, you know, like not any actor can just do that, but Tom Hanks could like can totally do that. Yeah, yeah, know? no, I, it was definitely it was a really good movie. And I I enjoyed it. Um, it's just it's interesting. Like, I, I the whole time I was thinking about like other survival movies where it's it's one single person or two people and mm-hmm. um excuse me, Ooh, let's this, talk about what we had earlier on the car or on the truck is great yeah we had kyle and i had taco bell area and it's giving me a lot of burps oh yeah but um yeah i it, it was just like i remember when i first saw robinson crusoe i really liked it um and this is is a is a much different mm-hmm. survivalist adventure story and um not not necessarily in a bad way. It's just a lot different from like the the traditional route. Yeah, and I I, I would be interested. I'm, I really want to see what uh, Arctic is that the, the oh, upcoming Mads Mikkelsen one. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, that looks fucking incredible. Um, Love me some Mads. Did you watch Polar yet? No, not yet. I it, watched Polar the other day. Yeah, and I like it. Um, it could it it kind of drags a little bit though. Like it, it like the action is great in it. Mm-hmm. And it's like Matt's is like kicking ass, and he's so like it's funny at times too. Yeah. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. Um, but then there's just these weird chunks of the film that just kind of go nowhere. Okay. You know, it just kind of just stretches. Yeah. A little too long, and it's like the movie's like I want to say like two hours long, and I'm like Jeez. this could easily be like an hour and a half long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could cut the fat off this movie. Yeah. And make it just a, a faster pace and everything. But actually re- I was watching an interview with Mads and he was like, we were trying to like go for like a slower pace because in these action movies, you know, everything's like hitting you all at once. And we just added like these little moments to like kind of space it out and kind of get you like into like his head more. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. I didn't really think yeah. of it that way. So I want to rewatch it and think of it yeah, yeah. that way. Interesting. Um, 
But yeah, it, it's yeah. I really want to see Arctic. Just cause I do. I, I mean, I love survival movies. Right. You know, when you just like because it, it's the ultimate movie where you can just put yourself in that position and just be like, what would I do? Yeah. Like during like the plane crash in this movie, which I think is one of the best plane crashes. Yeah, it's pretty epic. in like cinema history. The entire time you're just thinking like, what the fuck would I do? <laughs> like if a plane crashed, you know? Like, yeah. What? And it's just like there's a lot of coincidences that happened on that yeah. plane crash where you're just like, yeah, that's the only way that he could get off of it, you know? Yeah. But it's still an amazing, amazing scene. It is. It's it's kind of kind of unreal. Just like all the the visceral stuff that he has to go through. Oh yeah. That whole plane crash. Well, then like the plane like. He gets off of the plane, and he's, like, in the raft, yeah. and then the fucking engine is, like, about to explode, you're just like, okay, it wasn't enough, now the engine's gonna fucking right, explode, right, and it right. explodes, and he, like, gets flown through the air and everything. It's just, it's, it's, like, that's a really intense moment, dude. Yeah. It's just, like, it's so fucking powerful. And, but it's great, because you have this huge action sequence, and then the rest of the movie is just, like, this slow meditation on being on this island, and, like... yeah. Just, like, what do you do just to survive, you know? And this guy who's never really had, to, like, those skills before and never has really put himself to that limit. Yeah. And he has to, like, figure everything out on his own, you know? Yeah, It's no. a really interesting moment that they focused on his face when they were talking about that guy's wife having, yeah. like, an illness. And, like, Tom Hanks is, like, one of those actors where you don't really have to give him a lot to say, you know? Yeah. Like, kind of like Mads Mikkelsen, where he can play a lot by just his face and his facial expressions. Right, right. Know? And I love how, like, Bob Zemeckis, like, frames this movie. There's a lot of just, like, two shots and a lot of yeah. runners in this movie. Yeah. He, he's not afraid to, like, just let the actors act, mm-hmm. you know? As a technical director, as Zemeckis is, by pushing the boundaries of, of cinema technically, you know, he's always been on the forefront of digital and uh, CGI and especially in, like, CGI uh, in... Uh, uh, like motion capture too. Yeah, like he yeah. was doing that way before fucking James Cameron was. Um, he that has kind of overshadowed his his ability to direct actors though. Okay, you know, and like you watch you watch this and how he directs this these scenes like this beginning section and then that last section. It's emotional as fucking hell, man. Yeah, and he's just such a brilliant director that way that you forget. I that love the the one I when it when he's talking about. Taking, uh, taking the a piece of wood or whatever to go up and test out the noose. Yeah. At the. At oh the yeah, well, it's just that long shot that it, just pans it, over. It, well, it, it just circles mm-hmm. around him and then it pushes in and mm-hmm. then it pushes out a little bit and. It's it's such a brilliant scene. Yeah. Also, and, Holly Hunter is like the only one that makes faxing look fucking sexy as hell. Yeah. Like I would, I love Holly Hunter so much, dude. This and like, oh, this is like. This is the kind of hug and expression that you want from yeah. somebody that you love. You right, know, after right. you haven't seen someone in such a long time, the way she hugs and looks and kisses Tom Hanks in this movie is yeah. what you want from someone and how you want someone to hug and kiss you. And just the way that it's just a slow dance right here. See, this is what this is how brilliant Zemeckis is. You know, he can he can do the tech part and be on the forefront of that and pushing the boundaries, yeah. but then he also makes time to get you invested in the characters and get you emotionally involved in their story. Right. Which is what I think is a perfectly balanced act in this movie. You have these huge technical feats with 
the plane crash and the, you know, the, the oneer on the FedEx box, you know, but then you also have this, you know, these two characters that you just fall in love with that you want to be reunited. Yeah. And then he just fucking emotionally fucking evaporates you yeah. at the end there between them. Cause you want them. Cause dude, when Tom Hanks walks up to that house, I'm crying from yeah. when he, when that light comes on and she opens that door all the fucking way yeah. until he pulls the car back into the garage. Yeah. I'm crying that entire fucking time, dude. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty uh definitely heart-wrenching, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, it's what, real though. Like I don't like they shouldn't be together at the end of the movie. Right. Like right, the right, too right. much time has passed and like what he says in that oneer in that long monologue yeah. that he has is just like he they had to let each other go. I, I yeah, I mean I don't even think it's like too much time has passed, but like it's the fact that she has another family and yeah. and like it just makes it worse because it's Mr. Big playing her husband too and like I fucking hate Mr. Big. Oh, I didn't know that. Sex in the City. Uh, I never saw that. This is, so my mom watched Sex in the City okay. and so like inadvertently I would watch Sex in the City. And like me and my mom could just like talk about random Sex in the City moments. Okay. <laughs> just um yeah, Mr. Big's a piece of shit, but actually but um Sarah Jessica Parker uh, is, I think, a bigger piece of shit than Mr. Big because she falls in love with um, uh, Tom Corbin's character. And he's, like, this really, like, sweet fucking guy. He, like, builds furniture and shit. And he, like, he gives her, like, all of his love and, like, all of his attention and shit. And it's just, like, you fall in love with them so fucking hard. And because it's Tom Corbin from, you know, Big Fat Greek Wedding, you're just like, oh, my God, I love this guy. And he treats her, like, so well. And then she cheats on him with Mr. Big. And you're like, fuck you. Fuck you. (laughs) You know? And he, oh, God, it's fucking heart-wrenching. Oh, man. But, um. I love that, like, this banter between when they talk about Kelly's, like, ex-husband and everything, yeah. and, like, how long it was going to take him to, like, propose to her. But it sets up when he proposes to her in the fucking car, dude, and oh my god, it yeah. just fucking wrenches you. But, I, I mean, this is, like, I'm surprised Tom Hanks and Holly Hunter haven't played a couple in another movie, dude, because their chemistry what together else has is Holly so... Been in? Dude, Twister? Never seen it. Oh my god, Twister's so fucking good, dude. Uh, she's in this movie recently called, um, uh, what's it called? But she plays like a sex therapist and she's, she's really good in it. Um, I think she got nominated for an Academy Award. Really? She's always been a very underrated actress though. I feel like, and, but like everything that she's in, she's always the best part of it. You know, she just has this very just cute and just natural likability like you just look at her and you just want her to be your girlfriend you know you yeah. just you want or just as your friend you know you just want to get to know her i love this i love that scene between them when he gets the page that he has to go and yeah. he knows what it is before he looks at the pager right and then he looks at it and then they, and then she realizes what it is and they just have this look between each other this framing right here of this scene when they're trying to figure out their schedules we get the wide shot in the doorway. Yeah. And then now we have this close-up of them. I just love this framing a lot because you have this connect, you have this conversation going on between them. And then in the background, out of focus, there's like this party happening. And Zemeckis does that again later on in the movie when Tom Hanks comes back and he's in the, the part of the airport. It's like the lounge area. And he's standing there and he's talking to Mr. Big, or to Kelly's wife, Kelly's yeah. husband. And in the fucking out-of-focus background, there's, like, this huge celebration happening, you yeah. know, because he's come back. 
and it's just it's again it's it's not you're not blocking a scene you're commenting on it you know yeah, you're yeah, making yeah. a comment on what the scene actually is you're not you know just playing through the emotions you're what would that environment be like and Zemeckis just goes full tilt boogie on it yeah that dolly in on on fourth or uh tom hanks character at in that airport scene is, is pretty unreal. Oh my god, it's fucking heart wrenching. Yeah, it, 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 you can just see his world shattering around him. It's 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 showing despair, sadness, anger towards him. Like he like it looks like he's gonna just like leap across mm-hmm. that room and beat the fuck out of him at any moment because right. he wants to you beat stole him. My girl. Yeah, exactly. You stole my girl. Um, th- I love this scene between them in the car and when she gives him the watch here. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Like that's just the cutest picture in the yeah. world. <laughs> yeah, uh, that 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 Dolly and it's just incredible because like mm-hmm. he's literally like risked his entire like he literally stayed alive so he could come back to her and risk his life going out in the surf and into mm-hmm. the ocean so he could come back to her. Yeah, and he's back and now he can't have her. And it's it's like what what are you existing for at that moment? You know yeah. that's like what what is like why didn't I just kill myself? Exactly. But then like he says in that long monologue, he's just like you don't know what the tide is going to bring in. Yeah. And it just sums it up, and it, it sums up the movie so perfectly. Yeah. You know, you could even be having that ending too. Oh my like, god! Yeah, in the cross the hot welder. Yeah. She is actually she uh, was a country singer. This oh. was like her first movie that she did. Um, she actually passed away last year or this or this past year from breast cancer actually because huh. I hadn't seen her in anything else I think she was in like one or two other movies after this but she was yeah. mostly she's just a country singer really yeah I love this um, when he like y- you think that he just got her like these very like unmemorable gifts and yeah he yeah, actually yeah. gives her like you think it's a ring like they don't show it or anything right. but it's definitely a ring he's definitely gonna propose to her you yeah. know she was actually only in six movies. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. She was She's great, though. I love her scene in this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Again, Zemeckis just letting the actors act here. Like, Holly Hunter is saying, like, a thousand words right now just through her face, you know? Saying everything without saying anything. Yeah. And it just goes to show, like, how great... Of, I mean, like, you get, you get Tom Hanks and Holly Hunter in a movie. Like, just let them act. Yeah. You know, you don't really have to direct them at all. And like, oh my gosh. And when he says, I'll be right back, it's like, fuck. Right. God damn it. You also, know? and like, he gives her the keys right here, which has his Swiss Army knife on it. Yep. And if he had, if he had kept his Swiss Army knife. It would have said, it would have been like. Yeah. But even here with the shoes off, you know, it's just. Yeah. Because he doesn't have his shoes on, it play, you know, he gets his feet cut up, you know. Right. The fucking, uh, you know, coral reef there. So many different times. It's, it's just interesting how Zemeckis shows. Yeah, how every decision you has a has a consequence or you know a, something because of that. Yeah, happens. You know, he doesn't just let it, let anything slide. You know, right? Yeah, man. But here's here's the start of the playing sequence that is just I think like just one of the best. You know, and him just putting the fucking watch down on here yeah. causes him to if the watch falls, he has to get up, which causes this co-pilot to get fucked up. Yeah, you know, and it's just. Every, which is, which is life though. Every little thing that you do has an effect. Yeah. You know? Definitely. And it's just, oh man, you just know what's coming. It just sucks. It just fucking, it's just, it's so fucking heart-wrenching this movie. And like, Zemeckis doesn't pull any punches, you know? He lets, he lets it fucking ride. Yeah. Which also, very interesting, this movie doesn't have a score until he gets off the island. 
Really? Yeah. There's no score at all before huh. he gets off the island. And then there's only, like, really one musical piece, you know? They just yeah. recycle it, you huh. know, from that moment he gets off the island to the moment he leaves her house in the car okay. and then the ending and then when the, before the end credits there. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. There's, but it's, like, also one of the most beautiful pieces of, like, musical score, like, ever, too. It's, like, so fucking, like, it just hits you so emotionally, you know? Ah oh, man, this this whole bathroom sequence here, when he just like comes comes flying out yeah. here, dude, it's like it, it's insane. Such foreshadowing with the the watch here. Yep. Also, I was so pissed off at him for like wasting the battery in the watch when he just like flicks it on, flicks it off, yeah, yeah. flicks it on, flicks it off, and then he leaves it on in the cave. I'm yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. conserve your battery, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you need a flashlight. What did I say? The watch. Oh, the the flashlight. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I know, uh, but I mean, what did he really need the flashlight for? True. I mean, like, um, but I love that scene though when he just is like flicking it on, yeah, and flicking it off, and it's shining on her face. Like it's, and it mirrors the uh, scene at the end when he's in the hotel room, turning the lights on and off. Yep. Oh my like, god, dude! I love that scene. I love the scene when he's in. Dude, this is insane. Yeah. I'm just hanging off here. Which this like I was really confused here because this made it seem like they had like lost a door or something. Yeah, because he's just, like, flown yeah. out of it. But then things, like, calm down for a second. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what, what is actually happening? Yeah, that doesn't really there? make sense, does it? Yeah. Like, are they sideways? Like, was that why he was, like, flying out? I don't think they're sideways. They have to be. Because that, when you see the water, they're going, like, straight down. Oh, yeah. I, I, I just mean, like, that first time, are they, like, sideways and that's why oh, he yeah. flies out? Oh, maybe, or? yeah. Maybe. It could be it. But that's what's great. We don't... He never cuts to the outside of the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he stay, it's all inside the plane, which yeah. is just... That's all you need, you know? You just need this chaos. Because it's what a plane crash would be like. One minute... One second, you're fine. Yeah. The other second, you're fucked, you right, know? Right, right, I love how chaotic it is. And it's just... You can't see what's going on outside, either. So you're just... You're in... You're in the fucking shit with him. That's what... It's so great about this scene yeah. is just <clears throat> you are thrust into this yeah. moment where you, the audience, have to be like, what would I do? You know, how would I react to this? Which is, you know, that's what great cinema does, you know. It's just, yeah. it gets you into the fucking movie. Yeah. And man, dude, going for this watch. Again, like, all Pretty everything wild. has a consequence or, yeah. you know, a reaction to it. Oh, man, that's poor. And also that, that the guy who ends up knocking his head off and then yeah. his body ends up washing ashore on the island also all the fucking like fedex boxes that wash up on the it's island is just hilarious. like okay you know like <laughs> suspension of disbelief you know ah oh, man that fucking sucks he yeah. just hits his fucking head here yeah but but then like when he's been calling him like what alan the entire time but yeah. his name's albert, albert. yeah but it, it's again just like those little things you know that's what really makes this movie. I feel like, and just the when he picks when he pick, takes a picture out of his wallet and it's yeah. just him, him and his sons. And it's just right. It adds just this other layer of emotion that you wouldn't necessarily. I don't think any other like movie would put in in a survival movie. Yeah, you know, it's very much a character piece, a very subtle character piece inside of this like large oh man like yeah, look man they're going there, down nosediving yeah they're nosediving into it and then boom 
They luckily seems like they come up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but in that one shot, they're just going straight yeah. down. Yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing that any that he survived through this at all. Oh yeah, I mean, I think no one really survives in a plane crash, you know, for the most part. Like that, remember that Malaysia flight? No one survived that. Uh-uh. You know, that like, remember it got like it was in Malaysia, but they're like flying somewhere and they got lost. Yeah, didn't it just disappear? Yeah, it just vanished. It's That's gone. Wild. I wonder if yeah. it ever. I, I think some I parts up washed that, up but. on shores of some place, but they never actually found the plane. Yeah. You know, it's just gone in the yeah. ocean somewhere. What What is this red thing that falls? I think so. I read an uh, on IMDb. It's supposed to be like a like a water filtration. You uh, know, it's supposed to be like all the tools that you need to yeah. like survive, and it fucking gets cut off here. Yeah. Like food, like you know, and everything. And it gets cut off here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, it was the only way for him to survive. Yeah. It w- I mean, it would have made life easier, you know, yeah, <laughs> instead right. of cutting through coconuts. Um, he figured it out. Yeah, exactly. Um, so God for ice skates, am I right? Thank God those... I love how he makes an axe out of I it. Know. You know, like four years later, he has that yeah, axe yeah. built from it. It's. I think it's great. Well, it's like something from Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, no, no, totally. It fucking does. You're right. Oh, man, I didn't think about that. Uh, so there's a a box that wash ups on shore and it has those angel wings on right. it. So I, it's from the woman that lives uh, on that ranch, yeah. and he never opens it. Right. And so you never know what's like in this box or whatever. And well, so it was it is it a box for her or from her? Because <laughs> he takes the box to her at the end. It's from her because he's in Memphis or whatever, and so I assume that it was going to okay. Um, the husband. Right. So, but we never know what's in the box. Yeah. Um, yeah, they don't I, reveal that even at the end. I read, uh, an interview, a Q&A that Zemeckis had, and someone asked, like, what's in the box? And what's he's, in the box? What's in the fucking box? Um, he said, it's a solar-powered, uh, cellular phone. <laughs> no, fucking <laughs> no, no, he was just joking. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that's what he said. Um, I read a... Uh, quote from the the writer of the movie, and he said in our origi- in the first draft of the movie, he does open the box. Yeah, and what's inside of it is a letter, and it's from the wife to the husband, saying okay. that like I know like we've had like our hard times in our marriage right now and everything, but like I miss you and I just want you back. But it was it's this very like long speech about how she wants to reconnect with her husband. Okay, and um. He puts it back in the box, and then he ends up delivering it back again. Um, but through filming, Zemeckis decided not to show what was in the box. Yeah. So it could be anything. It doesn't matter what's in the box, actually. Right. You know, it doesn't. Yeah, right, right, right. The only thing that matters is that it 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 washed up on shore. Right. The tie brought it in, and he has to go, and he delivers it to her, and that sets him on this path that he's been on. You know. Yeah. That's what the whole movie's about. You know, it's about just kind of like. Your life could be one thing at one second and totally change, you know, yeah. in another second. And it's about what the tide brings in because that's life in general. You know, it's just you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Which is great because when we saw Free Solo and that's kind of like how <laughs> Alex lives his life. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. just like you never know when you're going to die. So you might as well just do what you love. Right. Um, yeah. This, I don't know. I, I love this. It's just interesting 
when you think of the script of this movie, so, you know, you have all this dialogue in the beat, and then, yeah. like, the middle chunk of this movie, script-wise, yeah. there's very little dialogue. Until Wilson shows up, there's basically no dialogue, right, right, you know? Yeah, right. It's just Tom Hayes screaming, what is that? That's all you got yeah. until Wilson shows up, you know? And all of it is just exposition. So I would have really, I really love to get my hands on the script and yeah. just read it and see how it reads. I mean, yeah, some, of, some of those great ones are, are super short. Like Once Upon a Time in the West is apparently only five or twenty-five pages. I believe it. And it's I a two it. and a half hour movie. I believe it. But that's just Sergio Leone, man, just having a vision and yeah. just being just like, like if Sergio Leone came up to me. And was just like, I don't have a script, but we're just going to go film it. You'd be like, yeah, yeah. let's just go. <laughs> you know? That's how yeah, I want to yeah. be, like, with the with the Iceland car movie that, that we have. Yeah. Like, we make a movie and establish ourselves, then we would approach Mads Mikkels and be like, oh, we got this idea. We don't have a script for it, but yeah. it, literally the script would be, like, five pages long. It's just you right. in a car. Right. And you're being chased. Let's go do it. Yeah. <laughs> this is great, like, uh... So supposedly they filmed all of the nighttime scenes on the of the island uh, during the day. Oh, and they yeah, just they did were, day for night. They were definitely day for night. And this is an actual island that they filmed on. Um, you can look up the coordinates on Google Maps huh. and see it. Um, but I, I think the cave, when he goes into the cave, that was definitely a set. And okay. then when he's up, up above where he like tries to hang himself, yeah. that's definitely a like, CGI set there. Okay. Um, but for the like the most part, this is all just a real island in the fucking South Pacific somewhere. Um, but yeah, now now the movie completely changes and becomes this deserted island movie where Tom Hanks has to learn how to survive. I love the fucking transition when he goes after he knocks his tooth out to when he just goes full fucking Robinson Crusoe yeah, 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 yeah. and just fucking that fish is swimming and he just launches that spear and just gets the fish yeah. i love that is like one of the best reintroductions to a character ever on film dude and he's just like gone full fucking full tilt boogie with his hair and beard and everything he's just so fucking wild yeah so so the island is in uh it's the island of Calito. it's an island of the mama nuka group in fiji it's oh. inhabited with a tourist resort on its west side. Oh, wow. Oh, so on the west side there's a fucking tourist resort? Well, in real life. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... And then his beeper's dead. Sucks. I just love it, because now, like, the rest of this movie... Like, I mean, like, the big chunk of this movie is just Tom Hanks on this island. And right. it's just him, you know? And it's pretty much silent. And only an actor like fucking Tom Hanks could do this, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, you have, um, I think I Am Legend with Will, Will Smith. Okay. Like, he's in that movie for pretty much a big chunk, like, on his yeah, own. Yeah, yeah. I can't really think of any other movie with just, like, one, like, actor kind of, like, just, like, um, with your that you're with for, like, a big chunk of the movie, you know? I mean, it's sort of, like, Life of Pi, did you ever see that? No, I didn't. That's like, I mean, it pies with the the tiger yeah. and all that. But he's, still he's the only actor. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I love this movie a lot. I, I've always loved this movie since I first saw it. Yeah. Like, just, 
him like building the raft too and then like it shows him like how he has to go back up to the mountain where he tried to like kill himself and it's just so fucking gut-wrenching but it's just like would you have been able to like do four years right. on this island? Right. Like I fucking, I don't think I would have. I think I would have probably back to a woman. Yeah, exactly. And and then oh my god, dude! It's just like we keep looking at this watch, and we're just like, yeah, you know, that's that's what you like to think is that you know, the love of your life is gonna be there for you, you know. Yeah. And then no, that's just not how life works sometimes, you know. Yeah. Just because of one incident, everything changes. Because you never know what the tide is going to bring in. Um, but, um, but like, even, but, like, it, it's amazing how this movie kind of takes the small accomplishments of making fire. Yeah. And, like, kind of builds it into, like, this whole cinematic event. You right, know, it's just, right. like, the, the, the way he edits it and the way he films it makes it into, like, this very suspense, suspenseful moment where you're just like, is he going to be able to make the fire? I love this shot here. Where the camera pans across the top, the, yeah. the waves yeah. and the sea here, where you just it just shows you no help is coming. Like right. you're fucked. <laughs> you're right. here right. all alone. No one is coming to help you. That's it. You know. Even like nowadays, like is there a, like you don't have your cell phone? Like you're still lost out there. You know, there's no way to like get in contact with anybody. You right. know. So I think this movie kind of holds up technology wise. You know. Yeah, like there's, uh, like there's no way for someone to see you. Yeah, you know, really and like, unless you had a solar powered so, uh, satellite phone, right? But um, it it the sequence when he takes the the raft the the raft here, yeah, the the tube and tries to go out and just gets completely fucked. Yeah, and the when he like he hits his leg on that coral. Oh there, yeah. Oh my god, does it fucking hurt? I know. I literally said to you like the first yeah. the first underwater shot it shows the coral puncturing the mm-hmm. the inner tube. You um, thought it was his back oh, at first. I thought that was his back and then and the like, next oh, one yeah. it is his thigh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. I love the shot in there too where it shows the blood yeah. going through the water. Oh, he's walking back. Yeah, that that's really good. Um but it's it's him getting off the island, and then when he like it cuts to like uh, Kelly, and she's like on the phone, and she's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, it's you," you know. And we see that you know how much has changed from her, right? And then how she faints, and then the camera just pans over to, to the dad and the kid, yeah. and it's just like, "Fuck!" Like God, it's like you probably knew. Like you would, yeah. you would expect that from yeah, anybody. Yeah, yeah. Anybody would move on, which is great. From like in Free Solo that we saw today, how like Alex was talking about, he's like, "Oh yeah, some girls would just be like, I care about you so much, blah blah,' blah. and he, and then he was just like, "No, you don't. If I die, you move on." Right. And it's just like we all like to think, you know, those special people. We all want to be hopeless romantics and be like, that one person is going to wait for me forever, but like... Yeah, that one person yeah. will never remarry, you know? And yeah. she's like, no, that just doesn't, that doesn't happen. We all move on. We, we grieve, and then we move on, you know? You can't just live your life in despair, you right. know? Which, right, right, Which this movie shows. And like, I have, and like, it's not like the, uh, you know, Jenny effect in Forrest Gump where she just treats him like, treats him like a piece of shit, you know, throughout the whole movie. You got, you understand why she had to move on because we all would have to move on, you know, and it's, it sucks, but again, that's life, you know, it's just this, 
this endless endless cycle that you just kind of we're all along for the ride you know we go through all these emotions all tying back into that depression talk that we had you know for the first 40 minutes of this podcast here um this is really this is great because like you hear this noise in the back and tom hanks is just what what is that what is that you know and it's just like when we find that it's actually just coconuts falling like i think tom hanks plays this a little too on the nose at times. I love this help. The help sign is getting washed away in the tide. But it's like for a guy that, you know, like doesn't really like know anything really about that. But he does have his sailor's certificate. So I kind of call bullshit on this. You know, he should know about tides and everything. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, here's the FedEx box. Uh, washing up on shore i think this is a little too many fedex boxes that would have washed ashore yeah and i mean why are they all taking so long like it's been like a day like three of them come at once but yeah and none come in between that yeah that doesn't make any sense oh, definitely um i think i think tom hanks plays this a little too much yeah like, what is that what is that you right, know right. i don't think you'd be saying like what is that you'd probably just be like a little freaked out or just like grab a big log and run over there and try to figure out what was happening yeah exactly but or i do just, love... like realize that it was the coconut yeah i do love how tom hanks how he he in earlier in the movie he talked about how like he has this tooth problem and you can see him playing with his mouth and like pushing his tongue up against yeah. the tooth and everything and like kind of restraining himself from using that side of his face yeah like how you would be in pain it's something that's very subtle that you don't really notice on the first run but when you look at it it's right fucking there in front of you yeah and, and that's just it's also such a slap in the face that like the dentist he was referred to oh God, is the fuck. one that marries what's her name fuck that guy kelly yeah fuck mr big god damn you but yeah it's just the I mean, it just goes to show you how great of an actor Tom Hanks is, you know, that he remembers those little oh, character that, things, you know. So, so that right there where he looks up, and I knew that he was going to stand up out of frame and they were going to cut to another shot of him standing into frame. You knew that coconut was going to fall? No, no, I knew that they were, like, well, when they didn't pan up with him as he stood up, mm-hmm. I knew that they, it was going to be two different shots and, I, and just like, why? Yeah. I don't know, That that's something that's like a very, like... 90s thing to do of, of like not combining those two shots you think it would it should just all been one shot yeah, of just would, following would, him yeah up. you would just pan up yeah. with him or, or jib up with him maybe they got had a different reaction in the cut and they just want that's what zemeckis wanted you know don't question zemeckis i'm questioning him as a god that. um also he like easily would have cracked that coconut you think i feel like coconuts are hard to crack I mean, on the one prior, it was he was on a pretty sharp edge. Dude, how the fucking rock just breaks. Know, that is pretty slick. <laughs> yeah. How it just conveniently yeah. created this rock here that's able to stab. You know? It's a knife now. <laughs> no, it's a knife. Um, this whole sequence is great, though, him yeah. cutting through the coconut and, like, Definitely. figuring figuring it out, you know? Right, and just, right, like, right. oh, he, like, cracks it open, but he loses all the water, and then he has to, like, drill into it. Again, yeah. yeah, it's just all great. How people, how a normal person would be in this situation, yeah. like trying to figure it out, you know. I like that he's not like a survivalist right off the back. He has to learn how yeah, to yeah, do yeah. it, you know. Also, the the physical transformation that fucking Tom Hanks goes through this movie, yeah. you know, going from pretty much average Joe, yeah, you know, a little little chub, 
Not obese, but right. a little chub. Yeah, no, got, yeah, yeah, yeah. got some nice cushion there. He's got a dad bod definitely yeah. going on right here. And then he goes like full like slim, you know, just like fit dude after yeah. that, you know. Like it's very much like a Tom, I mean, this is definitely Tom Hanks's movie, you know. Yeah. Just goes to show you how versatile he can be, you know. Yeah. I do think he, he could uh, he could get so much coconut out of that, like the coconut fruit. Oh, yeah. He doesn't. He's, he, they show him eating some coconut. Yeah. It just said that first one. It was, like, really thick. You know, like, oh, oh yeah. All right, all right. He just kind of tosses it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Um, It's funny because, like, living, like, four years on this island, I think I could do it. I could do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would want to think I could. Yeah. It's hard to say, though, until, until you actually got to do that shit. No, definitely. Um. But uh, I don't know. This movie's just oh. such a such a. Uh, then the show is. I know this pain. He's he's just walking on coral. I know. I know this. I did pain. this in Bali and fuck it hurt. Dude, it's no fucking joke. Yeah. That that shot is kind of weird because like right. Did you see it like shaking? Uh, uh, yeah, that's just like the film converted to digital. Yeah, because I mean, obviously, it's a gi- digital effect. No, no, I think it's it just the way that film converts to digital oh okay and then like it's compressed so much on this dvd yeah that, that, that's just a side effect of of the the way that it's converted come on zemeckis this is pretty lame though when it, it he what well uh, actually maybe, maybe it's not this you think in a different scene what thing were you there was something where he's he's like walking through the water and it's clearly like noon like daylight from the top and then it cuts to a frontal shot of him and it's like sunset orange daylight and you're like this is clearly not the same time is that when he goes out for the raft when he when he sets Uh, out i don't remember forget but yeah yeah this fucking hurts is not nice it hurts it fucking hurts but i love how he just kind of like shows how just like the island's big yeah. But there's like not really much to yeah, it, you know. It's it's, it's just a rock formation basically yeah. with a beach. Just a volcano that got a little too excited. Yeah, exactly. Is that is that the wing package? Action. Yes. Yeah. Yep, it's the wing package. Yeah, dude. It's, I don't know. I love this movie so much. Yeah. It's, 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 oh man, that shot of his feet. Ugh. That's what my feet looked like in Bali. I fucking bet, dude. I, I but I love how he makes socks. <laughs> he makes know, shoes and hilarious. socks out of it, you know? Especially when uh, when the other the pilot shows up and he like cuts the toes out of the t- Yeah, because his feet are too big for yeah. him, but then he just makes sandals out of it. Yeah, yeah. dude, it's fucking, it's great. <clears throat> oh, man. But yeah, I mean, this whole sequence on this island just feels like, like we were in one movie before this, and now we're yeah. like in a totally different movie and right you, now. You go to a third a completely different movie. Well, you go back to the movie that you were in before. Yeah, you know? but even then, it's still different. Yeah. Well, it's the same characters, but it just feels like this whole different, like, because yeah. so much has changed, yeah. you know? It just, so, it just shows you how one incident can just change your life, you right. know? And you just, like, we're, again, we're all just part of the ride of life, you know? It doesn't make any kind of exceptions for people, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's just a random incident can change your life forever. And you just kind of have to go along with it, you know? 
this is definitely a digital shot. I mean, like you they, think so? Yeah, they didn't go on the top of some mountain and no, film man. this. No, this is definitely a digital shot. No, it doesn't look that shitty. Uh, maybe Zemeckis is just that good of a fucking director, you know, and a filmmaker. <laughs> but again, it's again, it's foreshadowing later on in the movie. You yeah. know, when he he comes up here to like kill. Well, you don't see him come up here to kill himself, but then we realizes that he yeah. did go up there to kill himself. You know. But like again, because of the the that bark, that wood wasn't strong enough to hold the dummy that he put on there, you know. Yeah. Like changed his life completely. Like he could have died right there. He could have right. fallen to his death and that would have been it. But that's not what was meant to be, you know? Right. And here's when we're introduced to the when we see the body of the pilot the co pilot is washed up there. Yeah. That looks like a bad Google Maps image yeah. <laughs> on this TV and on this DVD. Just yeah, looks like yeah, yeah. I love to watch this movie on Blu-ray and see how like it's how it looks during that transfer. But on this TV and on this DVD, it looks like a bad Google Maps image. I kind of yeah. I, I kind of like disagree. Like I don't like how Tom Hanks reacts to it because it's just like, what the fuck were you expecting it to look like? He's just like, yeah. oh my god. And it's just like, dude, like... <laughs> I mean, it is pretty bloated. Like, yeah. if you've never actually seen this in your life, mm-hmm. of, like, what somebody looks like, like it, yeah, it's pretty spooked. Yeah, but it's also just like, what were you thinking? Like, what were you gonna... I don't know. I think it's a little too much. Yeah. Kind of would have been, like, more reserved. I think he was also just, like, super hopeful that somebody would have been alive. Yeah, I think as we all would have been, you yeah. know, but... I love the crab on here, too. That crab on there, it's just such a subtle thing, you know? And how he, like, stabs a crab, and then tries to, and he breaks off its leg, and it's just all goo, you know? It's just, oh my gosh. It's weird how he, like, has to resort to eating raw fish throughout this. Yeah. And then out when he's in the hotel, and they have, like, sushi and crab, and how he just looks so fucking disgusted by it, you know? Oh, man. But... I would say definitely my favorite part of this movie is at the end when he goes to Kelly's house. Yeah. It's so emotional, and the way that Hanks and Hunt play it is, like, they just want to kiss. Yeah. And just, like, want to embrace each other, but they can't. Yeah. And, like, because of what has happened... And it's just it just goes to show how just fucking great of actors they are, and just how great like the story is too of just like yeah. these two people that have shared so much of themselves with somebody, and that you know he went through this huge journey just to get back to her, yeah, and how all that kind of just means nothing now, you know, yeah, it but it means nothing, but it also means everything to him, you know, but I think a huge lesson that he learns on this island is just like you just kind of have to move on and just. It's 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 a you can't live in the past and you just have to keep pushing forward because you never know what's gonna happen you know yeah. that's what he learns on this island and it it sucks that it happened you know and like I if you could if he, if he had a chance he would go back in time and not go on that plane and right. live his life with Kelly but that's not what happened but life doesn't have to end just because of that you know life can go on right you can find a new purpose a new New, new reason exactly keep going. I love how he puts this the, the yeah. light vest over his face too it's just a very subtle thing so so what would you rate this movie Kyle um 7.5 out of 10 yeah yeah 7.5 give it an 8 
No, 7.5 out of 10. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely. 7.5. It's not like one of like, it's not a movie where it's just like, you need to watch this movie. Like, this movie's fucking yeah, amazing, yeah, yeah. you know? But it's it's also a movie that you can just watch and just be like, man, that movie was good. You know? It's, yeah. it, I don't think it's a, like, it's not like a master class of cinema. Right. Definitely. But it's like, it's like that movie that you would show somebody and just be like, look how great this movie can be. You know? It's just, yeah. it's not required cinema. Yeah. I, and I think the just the popularity, the pop cultureness of of Wilson mm-hmm. made this movie a lot bigger. Oh, definitely. You know? But it's great how like Wilson just becomes this character. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, I'm and how emotionally anything. you get involved with right. him too. You know, I'm not saying anything against that, but like I don't know if I would have known about Castaway had Wilson not been such a phenomenon. Oh yeah, and that blew up so fucking much too. Yeah, like it, it. That was so. That was bigger than the actual movie itself. Here's a scene where he like flicks a light on and off. I love the scene, but like my god, dude, ration your battery. <laughs> you know, it's it's such a beautiful and heartbreaking scene. It's like that's yeah. the only thing he wants to look at. You yeah. know. Man, damn, dude. Like, yeah, it, like, yeah. What would you rate this movie on? Um. Yeah, seven. I'll give it a seven. Give it a solid seven. Yeah, that's it. I love it where he's taking a shit. I know. And he just like kicks it. It's funny. Yeah, dude. He's like a fucking dog. Yeah, dude. I mean, like this is a this is a very solid movie. It basically just shows you how great of an actor Tom Hanks can be. Yeah. And like how like a movie that could be very standard, how Zemeckis just pulls it off very like he pushes the boundaries with technology. Yeah. But this also tells, you know, let like, lets the story be what it is and doesn't, like, overshadow it. Right. Um, it's just, it's just great. It's just a great, great movie. Um, definitely watch it. Check out Zemeckis' other films because they're all fucking great. He's just, I feel like Zemeckis kind of got, like, put into the Spielberg hole. Yeah. You know? Like, people, like, the average person thinks that Steven Spielberg directed Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because it's, you know, it's Steven Spielberg presents Back to the Future. But that was all Zemeckis and, you know, Bob Gale. You know, they, they, they wrote that movie and, like, perfected it. And then that was Zemeckis directing it. Yeah. He also directed this movie with Kurt Russell called Used Cars that you would love. Um, it's, it's just this quirky, quirky comedy. It's really fucking good. Um, but he's always just been this, like, guy who, like, like I, like, I, I admired luke george lucas yeah pushing the boundaries of technology of cinema yeah even though like he he doesn't mostly sometimes have like uh the story that rounded off yeah as a filmmaker but he pushes technology so fucking hard you know and he goes to that limit that it yeah. that wasn't there but zemeckis i feel like balances that perfectly he can push it the technology part of cinema and he can like go that way but then he also puts as much care into the story you know and into the script and into those characters yeah. where you're you're in there he doesn't let one overshadow the other right he's very and but he's very much a director that has doesn't really get the credit that he deserves you know like he's just he's such a he's such a visionary and such a brilliant person like i mean we wouldn't have some of the great movies today without Robert Zemeckis yeah um but yeah he's amazing I love this shot where her face is in focus and then he's also in focus here yeah love that um but yeah uh this movie's great definitely check out Castaway yeah it's it's definitely like you gotta see it at least once you know yeah no definitely definitely a movie you have to check out if you love 
movie and cinema in general, definitely check out Castaway. Um, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about the movie. What do you think? Yeah, no, it's definitely definitely worth a watch. You know, I hadn't seen it before, and now I'm glad I have. Um, yeah. All right. That's, right. A, that's about all I got to say. Right on. I have been Kyle Martin. You can check me out at uh, Supertramp underscore Kyle on Instagram. I'm Alden Roth at Alden Roth too. Yeah, find me on the the things and uh, yeah, let's 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 have a conversation. Yeah, do check us out on Anchor. Leave us a message. All that good shit. Yep, and uh, I don't know. Until next time, you have any parting words? Peter didn't kill that cop. Uh, it's sick. Booyah! <laughs>